Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, featuring your host, Rico Francis, the president of Club Solutions and Peak Media, and special guest, Peter Steifer, the president of Modus Consumer Insights. Enjoy. Pete, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your personal background. You've got um, a lot of experience in the industry. Um, I think our listeners would be curious to, to you know, just find out where you grew up, how you got into the industry, and kind of your path to where you are today. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in uh, Sycamore, Illinois, which is a little farming town uh, about 70 miles northwest of Chicago. And uh, had really great parents that supported my uh my sisters and my brother and I, and just about anything we were interested in. Um, and with me, it was, it was definitely sports. Um, not as much the education part, um, but really enjoyed sports at a high level. And that really kind of fueled this competitiveness uh, in me at, at a very young age. In, in respects to, you know, getting into the fitness industry, I, I remember getting my first gym membership. It was called Wright's Athletic Club in uh, DeKalb, Illinois. I think I was like 15, maybe like one of the youngest people there that had a, a gym membership in a very old school gym and just got the bug to, for fitness. And uh, after I was finished with, uh, with college, I, uh, I quickly saw uh, an opportunity to, to branch out at a very young age. I was actually 22-ish, I think, when I got my, awarded my first Gold's Gym franchise. Um, which was super excited and scary <laughs> at the same time. Um, and uh, get, learned some valuable lessons. We could probably have a whole podcast on the, the failures from that that actually led to me of a lot of other things. But um, kind of fast forwarding, I was, uh, that, that facility didn't go, go to plan, which was fine. Uh, later, I, I accepted that was fine at least. And uh, had some great mentors along the way in the fitness space that would allow me to be on meetings that I probably shouldn't have been in when it was like a construction meeting for a pre-sale. And I remember we're in St. Louis and I was allowed to be in this, we're building this, I don't know, 20, 30,000 square foot gym. Um, and it was a construction meeting and they were playing out the floor space and things I guess weren't going to plan. And my boss said, you can sit here, don't say anything. You can listen. And, and just being able to listen to how you can, work with contractors and get things on schedule and that exposure and more meetings um, really started rounding me out, I think, or at least giving me the confidence and maybe overconfidence <laughs> of being able to, to go, go do stuff. So I eventually um, took multiple roles with different organizations that had large scale operations and took the knowledge I learned there and branched out on myself and actually started investing and buying and selling uh, distressed health clubs. Um, it's not the sexiest thing to do, <laughs> but uh, as a young person, it, it, it was what I was capable of doing at the time. Um, and then through that, I actually developed my own brand. Um, and it led me to, to where I'm at today, which is Nashville, Tennessee, and, uh, and really uh, got me exposed to so many, so many new um, ideas and business ideas and opportunities um, but really it all came back to always circled around fitness. I was, uh, able to, um, lead a company and develop a company to work in corporate wellness, um, and build a software platform that was a social networking fitness based platform for, for companies. And 
and during that time, I also still own multiple facilities and uh, wasn't paying attention to them like I probably should have, which I just learned a new skill set of how to build software, at least I thought. And uh, I was like, great, I'm going to build a piece of software to help me uh, manage my facilities, which was a company that I founded and, and had some great, super smart people involved that helped guide. And we, we built a CRM um, that was very in tune with the customer lifecycle as knowing what that is from boots on the ground. So our adoption rate was through the roof because we could talk to operators and owners about the actual nuances of a customer comes in, where do they stand? Where do they go? What do they want to do? What's the next cadence as a salesperson? This is what the cadence is, the actions that need to happen, the follow-ups and so forth. So it was really like, it was really easy. And I bet a lot of people listening to this could, could probably do the same thing um, that have owned health clubs or been involved in them for a while. Um, they could probably develop a lot of different cool softwares because they have that, that knowledge base of the specific actions that a specific person has um, for whatever the job is they're trying to get accomplished. So, you know, kind of fast forwarding, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to finish a transaction with that, that last uh, company, this uh, CRM. And then after that time, I was um, participating in a nonprofit uh, that dealt with substance abuse. And the founder of that was also the founder of Modus, one of the founders. And he had showed me what Modus is. And I was just blown away. And I'll tell you why is having access as a CRM provider to all the other marketing solutions, because there was integrations that were required to manage the customer lifecycle of the top of funnel lead comes in, goes into the CRM, and then we handle it. Well, knowing the value propositions, one, being a buyer, I, mean, I used to buy media all the time, and then two, actually building software to connect with these different um, solutions. I saw this as a very unique value proposition and definitely a first mover, which is what got me super excited about Modus, is that it's massively unique and I've been on the job for almost three years now. And still it's very unique um, when we talk to customers in the fitness space about what we're, what we're capable of doing. Very good. So you're president of the company. Uh, describe what your role is and what you do on a daily basis. Sure. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's fluid to say the least, but there is, there is a cadence to it. Um, I meet with each department head regularly. Sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's, you know, weekly. Um, and then we just look at different parts of the company to optimize based on the customer feedback. And then what we're seeing with our data sets and, and, and quite honestly, data and data management and everything's changing daily that we have to constantly stay ahead of it. Um, you know, when you look at, when you look at the iOS updates, there's like six, seven a year, something like that. Right. And those affect a lot of what our customers do specifically on the customer acquisition side, on the marketing side, Modus has a responsibility to know what those changes are and how to optimize and, and stay ahead of the curve, which I, I know we do a great job of. Okay. Let's, let's dive into your space. I'm not sure. Uh, I know your Modus consumer insights. I'm not sure if you think of yourselves more of a, of a data company, of a marketing company, how you, how you position it, but there are several companies that are kind of in that space. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically for, uh, for health clubs. So what's different about Modus? Um, yeah, I mean, these other companies, I mean, you look at, 
so data has obviously been thrown around so much. I'm actually doing another webinar in a few weeks with some industry partners. And we're looking at personalization data and versus segmentation data and whatnot. But when you look at, when you look at MODIS, um, we, we're, we're, hype. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a data company that has actionable data and we're, we're working at the speed of light with 70,000 plus data points on a home. And what we're able to do with that data is, is make some really informed decisions and get very hyper personalized with those decisions. Um, a big difference, you know, when you look at how health club operators can look at us is that we're agnostic. If we're looking at marketing, we're agnostic to the channel. We're hundred percent Omni and the data drives the decision. Um, we, we have that control group of who the targets are on the front end because of how we are able to feed in cons consumer data, juxtapose that against our third party data, POI data and whatnot. And, and it, it's, it's very, very, very unique in the way that we package it so that it's visually appealing, but also actionable where it's just not sitting there and someone has to take it and do something with it. We can take it and do something with it. Got it. So if I'm a health club operator, I'm just trying to think about business impact. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm working with you guys, maybe you can kind of talk our listeners through that. Um, what is that? What does that look like? I mean, what is sure. that? What does that engagement look like? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty exciting. So, you know, we, we've optimized our customer journeys just as everyone should through top of funnel. And when, when we, when we get through that an initial learning phase, a customer learns about us, they'll go through a presentation with our uh, business analysts. And then the real fun starts when the customer wants to see what their data says. And what we're able to do is take service line data. So a service line can be a membership. It can be a membership type. So if you have three different tiers of memberships, you may want a segmentation analysis for each one of those tiers. And this again, just goes to hyper personalization of who you want to go after, who are your best targets. Again, if we're speaking about top of funnel, we can again, go to a site selection platform, which we can talk about maybe on another time. But if we just go to where people look at um, how we can start unlocking the use of the data, we will ingest their data. Sometimes we'll do what's called a listening study, where if they are interested in maybe uh, someone else's business, it could be a competitor, it could be a complementary business, like maybe a nutrition shop, we can do what's called a listening study. And we can actually uh, draw uh, geofences around specific locations, grab mobile device ID data and start understanding who their customers are. And then look at your customer list, their customer list. Is there overlap? Is there benefit that you guys are having together? Is there opportunity to acquire some of those competitors? Maybe a location is not doing as well. Um, return traffic's not as high, whatever. We can really start segmenting each person at a household level, who their exact persona is, how they want to be communicated with. So we know what channel preferences they have. And then we know over a period of time, how many times they need to see your message to get the action and we can measure all that stuff. So the really, the real unlock comes from when the customer says, okay, I want to see what my data looks like. 
And then once we do that, then it's like, okay, what are we, what's our goals? What's our objective? Is it top of funnel acquisition? That's, that's probably the most common that we have. Right. So let's create a plan. Well, what's again, unique about Modus is we're not experts at only one channel. If you're in respect to like programmatic DSP, social media, print, whatever it is, it's what the data says. Right. And so we don't have, you know, we didn't build the company to be great at one thing. We do what the data says. We execute at scale across all the channels. And so when you look at it from the customer's point of view, you're personalizing not only your messaging, because you know the person that you're looking at, but you're also personalizing it based on a channel they prefer to be engaged on. So it's just a massive, massive win for the industry, especially at this time where, you know, the, the spray and pray approach where you might take like a three, five mile radius and say, I'm going to hit all these people minus the membership list, all these people with an income level. We're looking at a household. Right. We're looking at a specific home and we can skip homes and it will, you know, and really, really help a customer, you know, drive significant change that we can measure. So I would, so I would think the biggest uh, business impact uh, for an operator is new members kind of like what you just described, um, are, are there also, um, does it also impact their retention? Um, does it impact, you know, hundred percent. I mean, if you look at service line optimization specifically impacted by COVID, you're going to see segmentation analysis. And we do these all the time where we'll do side-by-side comparisons of pre-COVID intra COVID, you know, we're, we're kind of at, or you know, not post COVID yet, but, everyone's segments have changed and that should drive a lot of changes operationally at your locations. So if I'm a club owner and I understand that this one persona that was my best one ever for a myriad of reasons, they're declining at the highest level. But then there's this other one that has like a 2% rise. Well, 2% could be tens of thousands of people. Maybe I need to start optimizing. Maybe I need to cut back on some of the services that I'm investing in too where I'm not going to get certain people that are leveraging all these extra service lines that could be, you know, invest that money other places. So hundred percent of the retention side. And again, it's, it's, it's where can we drive change based on what we see patterns, data recognition. Um, there's just so many unlocks. And you, um, without sharing specific customer names or anything like that, just, I know our listeners are so bottom line driven. Mm-hmm. Um, can you provide maybe like a, an example or a story or an anecdote? Of, yeah. Hey, we work with X, you know, this type of customer and here's what they experience. For sure. So if we look at a, a traditional marketing play and let's say we take 200 homes as the example. So, which is a yeah, census block has 2000, 3000 homes. We're, we're just looking at 200. So traditionally, um, business owners, operators, gym owners are executing, they're probably hitting all 200 one time minus whoever their members are. Cause they're going to say like, well, in this area, I should hit all these people. And let's use print as the, as the channel specifically. So if, if you're going to hit 200 homes and that's going to cost you probably about, you know, 58 cents or around there, it's going to cost you $116 to hit all 200 homes. But what we know, and we show this on, when, we, when we go through the data reports, if you look at 200 homes on, on average, 
out of those 200, 25% are only going to be attracted to fitness. So you can get rid of 75% of those homes out of the remaining 25%, only a certain percentage are going to be attracted to your specific value add. There's, there's HVLP, there's studio, there's luxury, not everyone's going to be attracted to all of them. So now you can subtract some more. And then we know COVID sadly enough has impacted a, a great deal. There's probably on average eight homes out of those 200 that you should be speaking to. Mm. Um, and out of those eight homes, you know, now if you're, if you're looking at spend, you went from spending $116 to spending $4 and 64 cents. That's just touching them one time where we know that you need to touch someone multiple times right. and on multiple channels where now you have your budget can actually be allocated on an omni-channel approach, targeting the exact people that want to hear your message. And then with our data, you can get very contextual with that message because we know the nuances. We know if this home, you know, if this person is a stay-at-home mother with three kids, well, then the stay-at-home mother with three kids probably needs some sort of like daycare or something at the facility. So if your facility has that, now maybe you can talk to this person about, hey, we have this great daycare facility for your children, or maybe we have kids programming. It could go both ends of it. And, and we see that with a lot of our customers that are trying to get more contextual and more personalized uh, with their messaging. Very good. What about uh, trends? And you've, and you've already covered a lot, but trends or maybe challenges that aren't so obvious that you guys can help with. I mean, from, from a trend side, again, you're looking at people that are deploying on one channel or they're experts on one. And we see this with a lot of customers. They are, they probably have someone, if they don't have a marketing agency, they're, they're probably doing grassroots marketing and they're probably doing, you know, the contextual, you know, the localized uh, updates uh, as you will on, on social media and maybe some boosted ads here or there. Um, or they're hiring an agency that's probably really good at one of these channels. And they're really allocating a lot of their, their money there where we know that's not how people want to communicate anymore. I mean, the, the level of expectation of personalization across media, I mean, is drastic by age group, by, by a myriad of variables. Um, and we have that data to help inform and make those decisions. Uh, if there was one thing you'd want our listeners to know about Modus that maybe you think they don't know, um, that's important uh, that, they, that they should know, what would that be? So like our, our 2022 bedrocks um, is, is household level data and that being actionable, um, that can't be understated. The fact that you have the control group on the front end, we know who to go after. We have the target list. If we're looking at top of funnel acquisition, that's, that's a game changer for right. a lot of people that are doing that, that spray and pray. Um, and then, you know, actionable data and, and, and our site selection platform, which we're going to be putting a lot of uh, time and investment into educating people about that as well. It's a great segue into the future uh, for Modus. So maybe short term, you know, next 12 to 18 months and then longer term, uh, which I know is difficult to do, but three to five years, uh, what's, what's the future of the company? I mean, we, well, we've been fortunate, you know, through the last few years, we've, we've had a, a massive growth phase. And that's uh, attributed, I, I, I know, based on customer feedback to the ability to help guide our customers and conserve their spend and help them be more informed on that spend and then help them identify 
areas to expand and that expansion can be simple service lines or it could be actual lo physical locations they're thinking about um, about acquiring. So, you know, continuing that path, um, we're putting a lot of emphasis across our site selection platform, which we believe will be really pushing that out in a big way in Q2. Um, and then we're also going to be pulling, pushing out a consumer facing platform that, uh, that'll allow our customers to interact more with the data on, on their terms, which they've shown over the years, they really want more access, uh, even though they get great access from what we give them. Now they want even more, which is great. It's, it, it's a sign that it's working. When someone wants more, you listen to that and you start building towards it. Makes sense. Uh, if our listeners want to contact you or the company, what's, what's the best way for them to do that? I'd love everyone to go to um, two places, uh, modusci.com. I think that's a great place to learn about us. And then you can surf around. Um, of course, there's a contact page. There's a great video that kind of shows you a high level view of what we do. And then you can go on our LinkedIn. We, we put a lot of effort in communicating our value propositions, uh, customer promises, um, and, and just overall what we're hearing from either people learning about us or our current customers, we're, we're sharing more of where they find value. And so those are really great places to learn about us. Very good. Uh, Pete, thanks for joining me on the Club Solutions Podcast. I wish you guys continued success in the future. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.